from Gorala's ship commanded by Nare to the scrap piles of Zoe, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? Pretty good, Jonah. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about the maker of Zoe. Yeah, I'm very excited because there is a mystery that was solved in this episode, something that both of us have been wondering. Yes, yes. and The name of the Toydarian, <laughs> of Gerbala's <laughs> Toydarian friend. That is exactly what we've been wanting to know this entire time. The, the big mystery has been solved. <laughs> and what's what's the name, Aaron? Yepo. Yepo. His name is Yepo. We... <laughs> I confirmed it with closed captioning. <laughs> yes. We now and know we... the name. Mystery solved. Nothing else needs to be discussed. I think that's it, right? That's it. I right? guess we can just end this episode and... Yepo the Toydarian always misses his cue. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But before that, we want to hit some news here. Yes, there has been a couple news items that have come out. There's some new downloadable content for The Force Awakens or Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens video game. Which has... And I love that you texted me that at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd seen it yet. No, I had not, so I'm glad that you did. And I watched it. I put it in my headphones, and I was just like, oh, this is so cool. I like that it was, you know, droid-focused. It was just droids. Yes, and it's uh, there's some pretty interesting tie-ins if you're, you know, kind of talking about Star Wars tor- storytelling as a whole right now. Um, they have the whole idea of the story group. Mm-hmm. And you can really see where these things are starting to fit together um, because the downloadable downloadable content trailer that they showed for this new you know the phantom limb which i guess is the story of how um c-3po got the red arm that we all right. know from the force awakens um i watched the trailer of it today and it looked very familiar to me and it's because the story that you're playing in the game is actually from the marvel comic book uh, i was wondering because it sounded familiar and i haven't read the comic yet so that's where it's sort of adapting the comic that's what it looked like to me. Um, the comic, it was just a one shot from Marvel. I think it came out uh, back in April, so not too long ago. Um, and it tells the story of how C-3PO got that red arm. Um, and the story that is from the comics, pretty much from what I saw in the trailer, it looks very, very similar um, to what we're going to be able to play in the game. So it's pretty interesting to see something from a comic book being adapted into a major video game. You don't see that too often with um, with Star Wars. Yeah, you don't. And that's... Have you downloaded any of that... of the content that's been talked about before? Or do you know if this has been released recently? Um, I think... I'm not sure when exactly it comes out. Um, I guess they just dropped the trailer today. Gotcha. But I'm assuming the, the actual content... It may even be already available but I'm not 100% sure. But mm-hmm. I didn't actually download any of the previous stuff they released uh, just because I still haven't gotten too far into the game itself, so I don't want to download any additional things to play until I finish kind of the main the main game. I gotcha. But, yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting story. So you haven't had a chance to read the comic? I have not, no. I've been behind on my comics. Uh, the last one that I read completely was Kanan, and I haven't kept up with any of the others just because of that whole like monthly thing where I had to go into the comic book store. I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> I do everything digital now as far I, as comics I, go. I, I like I have adopted that. I love going to comic book shops. I love, you know, that new comic smell, you know, yeah, as you're flipping through smell. it. <laughs> but you can't, you know, the convenience you just can't uh, get anything better than being able to literally just go on your computer or phone or iPad and just download a comic and read it right there. That's true. I mean, I have a tough time buying digital things. It's just, I'm like, it's not real. It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for music, that I would pay. But uh, yeah, sometimes I have a tough time with that. But I, I guess I have to look into it because I really want to catch up, especially with. I think Vader is the one that's ending um, right. issue 25. tomorrow, actually. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see play out. 
Yeah, so with this downloadable content, um, it's it's pretty cool to see. So it's adapting, it seems like at least, uh, adapting the story from the comic. But then the there's actually a short, and I, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a short um, Lego Star Wars movie called, I think it's like Poe. Poe to the Rescue or something like that. Have you watched that one? I don't think I have. No, I okay. didn't realize there was one. Yeah, they did like these little shorts for um, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of different, focused on different characters. And they had one of Poe. And they actually have him uh, coming to the planet that C-3PO has been stranded on in this story and coming and picking him up. So it all ties together. Ah, uh, poor um, Poe has to deal with C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. So I did just watch that for the first time today. I reread the Marvel comic today as well and then saw this trailer and it's like you have a, a Marvel comic, which is canon, and then you have the Lego stuff, which is, you know, quasi, you know, canon, definitely not canon, but still trying to fit into continuity to a certain extent. Um, so it is, it's interesting to see some of these like elements, you know, canon tying in with non-canon and Lego tying in with comics and <laughs> which it all ties in with the movies. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Those It's driving you crazy. Be it, honest. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love the fitting the pieces together. That's one of my favorite parts of Star Wars. It's just kind of fitting how all the stories work together. And even if it's canon, not canon, the fact that there's references to, you know, comics, to video games, to Lego shorts, all that stuff. It's just, I love it. Yeah, it's, keep, it's entertaining. Keep, keep doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we also have the Star Wars advent calendar. So this is something, actually... There's a, there's a Twitter user that I see always getting excited for advent calendars, Lego advent calendars, but I never really like went into seeing what that's really all about. So if you can, please describe to me what an advent calendar is. <laughs> I was going to ask you oh, no! if, if you do the whole advent calendar thing. I think I have, I, I think I know the concept of it, but okay. it's not anything that my family ever did. Mm-hmm. You know, to celebrate Christmas. I don't know if your family, I guess, obviously, you, you didn't do no. it either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, I guess it's a pretty common thing uh, where you, you kind of have your, I guess, it's like the 25 days of Christmas, you know, leading up to Christmas. So the whole month of December, you have this calendar that on each day you open like a small, I don't know if you'd call it a gift or just like a, a surprise. Um, and then it kind of unfolds throughout the month. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of the word because I used to go to private school, Catholic private school, but I never really paid attention <laughs> in religion <laughs> class. So, yeah, there you have it. I, yeah, so <laughs> I have a friend at work who is a, a big Lego, the guy that actually designed our logo. Ah, uh, nice. Tim, he, he does this every year. He gets the Lego advent calendar. Um, and he so he had the one last year for Star Wars. Um, and so it was pretty cool how every day he'd kind of open a new thing and build it. Um, you know, sometimes it'd be like a minifig or maybe a little vehicle you build. Um, and then he kind of have them all set out for the month. So it is something that I think would be really fun to do. Um, and at, you know, at $39 or $40, it's not too Mm. much to spend for a set, but some of the stuff that you see, like, uh, we have an image here of what the box is going to look like and you can kind of get a hint of maybe what some of the the different gifts that you would open up would be. Yeah, yeah. There's like a a Chewbacca that's all white. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is is it a Wookiee? Is it Chewbacca? Yeah, he's all white and he has his little bandolier thing is in like candy cane colors. Yeah, that's cute. And then there's a, a protocol droid being excited about presents. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, I think an Imperial officer with ice skates. Yeah, I didn't even realize the ice skates. <laughs> a, a snow st- a snow trooper building a snow trooper snowman. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it looks like it'd be pretty fun. I don't know if, if I'll do it or not because if I'm going to spend money on a Lego set, you know, there's so many of them out there that I want that, you know, this $40 could go toward, you know, either, you know, the ghost. We're talking about maybe buying, you know, something like that or, you know, some of the other sets that we've been talking about. So I don't know if I'd spend $40 on this. But since my coworker is going to get it anyways, I might just live vicariously through him. Nice. And, and watch yeah, him let me it. know what what it looks like. If it looks like exactly like the cover. <laughs> right. I don't see. I guess there's going to be. You know. I think it's 25 different items. Mm-hmm. So the cover gives us some hints at some of it, but definitely doesn't cover everything. Right. Right. So there may be some surprises in there. <laughs> 
And finally, we're on to our episode review. So this is episode 10, The Maker of Zoe. And it aired on August 8th. And what did you think, Aaron, of this episode? It was very dramatic. Yeah, this was a change of tone, I mm-hmm. felt like, with this with the Freemaker Adventures. Up until now, they've had a really good balance of storytelling versus humor. And um, it never got too serious, never got too cheesy. It was always like a really nice balance. This is the first time I felt like they were definitely leaning more toward the storytelling side and less toward the humor. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that. I, I kind of missed some of the slapstick humor. <laughs> yeah. Coming from me, that's a big statement because I usually <laughs> complain about those type of things. If you ever hear my Doctor Who uh, podcast, I'm always the one that's like, ah, come on. I wish they would get it more serious with this stuff. But um, Freemaker Adventures, I feel like it, it works well with the real, you know, kind of the funny humor and the one-liners. And I know as I'm taking notes for the show, I'm always... I feel like I just have a page full of just funny jokes that happened. And in this one, I really, I couldn't even count. I I feel like I couldn't even count out like five funny moments. Right. Yeah. I think the funniest moment was really uh, between Grabala and Nare. But the rest of it was definitely focused on Rowan and, you know, him feeling guilty and trying to learn the best, the, the all that he can from this individual so that... That really, yeah, like you said, changed the tone. And even at the very start, there was just very serious with the whole uh, Roger having that uh, backpack that was transmitting all that information. So there were no jokes there, really. And everyone was pretty, like, serious about it. There was kind of a visual gag there at the beginning with um, the brick separator. Yeah. The big orange, you know, thing that you get, like, uh, not every set that you buy will come with it, but um, if you get some of the bigger sets, that it always comes with that brick separator piece yeah. that, you know, it's helpful to have if you kind of put the wrong piece together and you have to pry it apart. Um, so to show, to kind of show the characters in universe using that to pry it off of his back, I thought was, you know, it was funny, but even that they weren't, they didn't really make, kind of make a big deal out of it. It just, mm-hmm. I think unless you're a, a builder a Lego, a regular Lego builder, most people probably wouldn't even pick up on what it was. Yeah, and I also have to add that some of the visual moments in that, even the beginning when Cordy was walking through the hall, like there were some scenes that were just really done beautifully. Yes. And and I was just very surprised by that because I don't remember noticing that before or it being so emphasized before. Yeah, I was thinking that with the ship. That we were getting mm-hmm. a little bit more detail on, you know, kind of the size of it on the inside as they're walking around. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, the size of these ships. You see it from the outside. You see the characters in the cockpit a lot. But you don't see kind of where they go beyond that. And um, to kind of see them walk through that hallway with all the lights and stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of, it's giving us a little bit more scale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Rowan starts suggesting they they should go to you know, the maker of Zoe, the maker of Zoe. And everyone's like, I, I don't know what you mean by this. <laughs> yes, the mis- the mysterious phrase that was, you know, said to him by Maz, you know, if you if you get desperate, go find the maker of Zoe, which we've been speculating what that might mean. I feel like we were both kind of right. I, I thought, to be honest, I don't know why... I thought Zoe, for some reason, was the person. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense because it's maker of Zoe. So it, I I was actually kind of surprised that it was a planet. Yeah, I don't neither, know. Of us, neither of us really guessed that it was a planet. Maker of Zoe right. kind of implies that it's a maker of something, of but something. not yeah. of meaning of the of that planet, like he lives there. So that was that was a little bit of a misdirect, I think. Um, I know we had talked about, I had, I kept saying I was hoping it would turn out to be a droid maker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually makes droids, but he definitely lives with droids. He definitely does. So yeah, it wasn't so too you... far off the mark. <laughs> uh, you had said something about it'd be cool if it was a force user, which you were spot on. It was. Uh, it did turn out to be a force user. So Yay. So we were both, yeah, we were definitely hitting somewhere on there. <laughs> and we'll get, I guess uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, so we'll kind of get into who it ended up being. But yeah, I was kind of happy to see that we were we were on the right track. Yes. Sometimes I'm way off track when I do these kind of guesses. So <laughs> I was happy that I was at least on the right path. 
Right. <laughs> and uh, and then Grobala and Nare, on the other hand, they're actually over at Hoth waiting for the Freemakers to come by so that they can look for that crystal, the last crystal. But they never actually show up. <laughs> yeah, Nare, she's she's getting less and less impressive yeah. as as kind of a, a Sith character. You know, she does she seems to kind of take the shortcut, you know, instead of you know, going out and try to find these crystals on her own, she's really just relying completely on Rowan at this point to the point of, you know, parking outside of a planet and just waiting for him to show up. Right. Yeah. And of, yeah, it's kind of sad, kind of pathetic. Yeah, I kind of I kind of expected more initiative from her, but I guess she just wants to please the emperor so much that she's willing to just sit it out and hope for the best. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's been working for her, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's gotten all of the crystals this way, either by tricking him into finding them, and then, you know, the last couple she just stole from him. Um, so it has been working, and she knows they have to go there eventually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad plan, but it is a little... It just feels like she's cheating, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's who she is, so... Right. I guess we should expect it from her. Bad guys are going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the planet itself looks super cool, Zoe in particular. And I love the structures that were in place there. And I think um, Rowan at some point later on, he's like, wow. Right. Yeah, I thought I really liked the kind of approach to the planet. That's some of my favorite scenes in Star Wars animation, um, in Star Wars The Clone Wars, in Rebels, you know, even up until Freemaker Adventures, they have these approaches, you know, where they're kind of coming upon a city or coming upon a planet that they really do a great job of just making it look really unique and, you know, beautiful. And even this being, you know, kind of a, you know, not as great animation that you would get from something like The Clone Wars or Rebels, but just the approach to this planet and how they use the Lego pieces to have these structures around and as they're coming in, I did. I thought it looked really awesome. Right, yeah, and I like that bird's eye view of the Star Scavenger right. just flying over just these piles and piles of garbage and scrap. So that was, that was another beautiful moment as well. I'm, I'm starting to really like the Star Scavenger. Yeah! I know we had talked very, I think maybe in our first episode you were kind of asking me, you know, if I like the ship compared to something like the Ghost or the Millennium yeah. Falcon. And at that point, it was a new ship to me. But, at, you know, we've been with it long enough now. And I, I really like the unique design. So I'm I'm getting more and more attached to this, to this ship. And I'm excited about kind of finishing that set, um, building that set so I can have it on my desk. Mm, and I wonder, because they kept focusing on the ship in some way. So I was like, oh, gosh, you're going to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh my goodness. I know, right? <laughs> well, if you're going to destroy a ship in any show, you know, make it this one because it seems like it wouldn't be too hard to just put back put it back together, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Luke who did that hole at the very top of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so And so they uh ended up being they ended up landing and then they're surrounded by these droids that were maybe have been abandoned there or sought shelter there. And uh, they look, they see Roger and he has his backpack that's been torn off. <laughs> and they're like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, I like that part where you know, the droids come up and they obviously don't trust the humans. No. And but Roger's like, oh, they're cool. They're cool. And then that one droid kind of pops in. Uh, what was his name? N-E-R-O. Uh, N-3-R-O. N-3-R-O, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he he pops in. He's like, oh, but you know what happened to the your piece on your back? And he's like, oh, they just ripped it clean off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which like you're not helping, Roger. Right. Exactly. But um, yeah, I thought that character was pretty interesting. I guess he was supposed to be kind of the villain of the episode. Yes. And three R O, which you know I do I do think that the name was kind of meant to kind of look like Nero, which um, you know the character or a historical. You know, character Nero yeah. um, was not not a good guy. 
No, no, he was not. And I like the fact that you picked that out because I was trying to figure out. I was like, oh, what does the N stand for? The R, the O. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out that the E could be um, could be repl- could be replace the e, the three. Um, and I also like that. Just skipping to the names, I love that he was voiced by French Stewart. Yeah, they, I, I I'm picking up the theme here with their guest stars. Oh yeah, I, I I'm not sure what that theme is. I what feel is like it? every major guest star that they've had so far has been somebody that was known for kind of a, a role in a sitcom. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, at least being the main thing they're known for, and so it it seems like they're kind of aiming for the, those those voice actors who have previously been in well known sitcoms. I mm. mean, maybe it's just a coincidence, but I mean, they it probably is a bit of a coincidence, but it seems like so far the the four or five kind of bigger name actors that they've they've gotten have all been from well-known sitcoms very cool and actually he sounded very different because i'm so used to that role of his in that sitcom that they're um, they're raw from the sun so yeah, yeah. that's pretty I interesting didn't, i didn't pick it out at all <laughs> oh no i did not either <laughs> until yeah I, I always pause it on the uh, the cast list and then i saw his name i was like oh hmm i mean you can tell it on the second watch through you know, once I knew it was him, I could definitely recognize his voice. But they did a lot with the, you know, kind of modulating to make him sound like a droid. Mm-hmm. That um, he does he doesn't pop out right away as a recognizable voice. Right, right. And so to their rescue is the maker of Zoe, who happens to be somebody we know, it? right? <laughs> <And> like... <laughs> uh, it's Jack fourteen, which is pretty cool. <laughs> So I have to I have to admit something here. What I, what? I know I knew who he was mm-hmm. only because I'd seen him on Lego sets at the store, but I did not know him from the Yoda Chronicles because I never watched the Yoda Chronicles. That's right, and I was fortunate enough to attend. There was a an event that took place here in Manhattan. Uh, it was right at Times Square, and they brought in this huge x-wing that was made of lego and i took a picture in outside of it and with it and i I managed to sit in the cockpit after standing in an epic two-hour line (laughs) but yeah that was promoting the yoda chronicle series at the time so i made sure to start watching it i don't remember much of it but i do remember that character and i definitely remember the last couple of episodes where because the the character is actually a clone and he was created by Darth Sidious, I think it was. And I the 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 bulk of the story that I remember is him trying to help Luke Skywalker retrieve the holocrons from Emperor Palpatine. So that that's the main storyline that I remember. And uh so it was great seeing him back again. Although I was spoiled. I saw a screen cap of him in Twitter. <laughs> And I was sad because I was just like, oh, I took away the mystery without me having seen the episode first. But I was still pleased to have seen that it was him. Yeah, I wasn't spoiled. Um, I actually had seen people starting to talk about the episode. So I jumped off of Twitter, made sure I didn't see anything else until I got a chance to watch it. Um, So I was really excited as it was getting closer to the reveal because I was like, oh, it's going to be somebody big. Um, And so when it was Jack... There was a moment of kind of disappointment for me because I was like, oh, okay, you know, he's a character that I'm somewhat familiar with, but it wasn't kind of that big, you know, moment I was hoping for. And the, I think the only reason I really even recognized him was because of the arm. Yeah, the arm. Because you know, I had remembered seeing him in his armor. He's in full, like, uh, clone armor on, on the Lego sets. And I remember seeing kind of that arm and um, did a little bit of, you know, study up on who he was kind of back then. Um, so I remember that he was a clone, that he was force sensitive, but I didn't know a lot more details about it other than that. Um, and I do always remember thinking, oh, that's kind of a weird idea, you know, to have this clone that has this, you know, kind of robotic arm and all this. And I was like, oh, well, it's Lego. It's not canon. So no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Never knowing it would come back to, to be in one of my favorite, you know, shows now, um, the free maker adventures like, oh, here he is, you know, um, but I, I liked the character in the in this episode yeah he was very um a combination i would say of luke and obi-wan 
Um, mainly more Obi Wan, but uh, older Obi Wan when he was training Luke. But yeah, I, that's the vibe that I got off off of him in this episode, especially towards the end when things start to get really like intense. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely seemed like kind of that wise master type, um, but very hesitant to get involved at first. Yeah, you know he. He was kind of, he, he helps them get away from the droids and then he's about to go about his own business. And then um, Rowan was kind of just like, hey, I need, I need your help. And um, mistakes him to be a Jedi, uh, which, again, he, you know, yeah. again, which he quickly says, oh, I'm not a Jedi, but he's not a Sith either, you know. So, which I thought his backstory now is very interesting to me. So it's like, oh, well, I guess I need to go back and watch the Yoda Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, which maybe eventually we'll, we'll, we could even talk about some of those episodes on our show. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm now much more curious about this character because he's part of the show now. And uh, and I love that he ends up, actually ends up going through with that. He wants to help Rowan after he realizes that uh, Rowan's been fooled by the Sith before and he was in that position and he wants to help Rowan out because of that. So that was that was a neat and we didn't spend too much time, you know, them trying to convince him to to help him out. So it was a nice turn uh turn there for for him to help Rowan. And soon after that we go back to Grabala and Nare and this actually was my favorite scene of the episode and I would have to say it was the funniest scene in the episode and he starts off saying sooner or later they'll come she says I think it's pretty safe to rule out soon the sooner option yeah. <laughs> and that was like one of my favorite lines of the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah Grabala's getting impatient and then they both get calls from their you know you know bosses I guess you could say <laughs> yeah. which which I think this was out of the entire episode, this was probably the most comedic part. Yeah, um, yeah. With this this whole exchange between the phone calls, um, I even liked how Nare's phone kind of vibrated the way a cell phone would. Yeah. You know, in her pocket, kind of thing. You hear the vibration, and she pulls it out, and you know she gets, she's got the hollow of of the emperor there, um, and kind of the back and forth where Jabba's talking, and then you hear the emperor talking, but they're both basically asking the same things like, "What are you doing in Hoth? You know, is this a waste of your time?" Yes. Um, and then at the end, it I, f- I feel like this is a bunch of poodoo, you know, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I thought the emperor was basically translating what Jabba was saying. Exactly. Yeah. So that was that that was a pretty funny part for sure. <laughs> and then a Gravala, t- you know, comes out of nowhere and he says, "You know, my boss is just he's just terrible. I mean, do you have do you have yeah. someone like that? <laughs> you ever have a boss like that?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> um, and then we go back to Zoe where Rowan is being taught how to use the Force, according to Jack, and how he's grown accustomed to using it himself. Yeah, I really like this part. I like how they tied in his philosophy on the dark and light with, you know, kind of Lego. Yeah. And building and creating uh kind of the he was pulling together pieces and then he's like the dark side destroys and then he breaks them all apart and then the light side builds creates protects as he's building things so i i thought that was really a cool way to explain the force (laughs) through lego bricks um (laughs) yeah it was good yeah and then rowan ends up building a little stool (laughs) yeah he's he's kind of disappointed but um being the the encouraging master that Jack is, he was like, no, this is a start. You know, this isn't, you know, something to be disappointed just because you could only build a small thing. It's, it's a start. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope that's a nice little lesson that kids pick up when they watch this episode. Cause sometimes they get, you know, uh, uh, they push themselves into doing something and it doesn't really work out the way they imagined. So they tend to lose confidence. So hopefully yeah. they'll see that scene and think, oh, you know, it's, it's a start. <laughs> right. It's a, I mean, the show, as funny as it can be and, you know, adventurous, it always seems to slip in these little moments of, you know, good life lessons, which I appreciate as a father and knowing that my son's watching this. Um, there were a couple really good ones in this episode. Yeah, yeah. 
And N3RO is basically scheming in the background, trying to turn the droids against the Freemakers. And uh, they he keeps telling them that the that they've corrupted the mind of the maker. <laughs> yeah, this droid does not like people. He does not. I, I want to know his history. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> what what is he so angry about that he you know feels like he's got to kind of kill all these people? That haven't really done comic. anything to him. Yeah, we need a we need a one shot comic from Marvel about a uh, Nero or N three R O. Yeah. Give us and... a, give us some backstory on which master abused him so so much Aww, that so he uh, that he turned out to be this this hateful. And uh, he actually reminded me a lot of I don't know if you've seen Age of Ultron, but he reminded me of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. And then Roger ends up getting an oil bath because Nero. Oh, Nero! <laughs> we can start calling him Nero. Know, it's my Nero. fault. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> because N3RO is trying to like push him towards his, pull him into his side of the of the of the little war that he's brewing there on the planet. So, uh, and it's, it looks like a really nice oil bath there. Yeah, we keep getting these oil baths in these shows. Didn't we have that one episode where? Uh, on the Clone Wars, where you had R two and C three PO go into the the spa and all that, I think so. Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, these oil baths—it's a big deal for these droids. They really <laughs> like it. But I thought that was actually a really cool scene to kind of see how Roger—he cares so much for the Freemakers, yeah. You know? And this guy's trying to warp his mind, and oh, they don't care about you. You're just a droid. You know, they like you until you do something, until you malfunction. You know, until you do something wrong. Um, and he kind of, you know, he's, he's scared about that idea that they would, you know, they wouldn't like him. him, Yeah. Yeah, Abandon him. And I like just the animation. All of it was really powerful because he would kind of drop below the oil when he didn't want to hear anything else, you know, and -hmm. the guy's like knocking on his head. And I don't know. I thought it was that part, the choices and how they animated it and the situation that he was in, I thought was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Good directing there. I don't know who directed this episode, but bravo. Yeah, I, the name looks really complicated, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Aaron said, bravo. And and then B B L O X, which I thought was cool because blocks. Yes, yes, good name for a Lego show. <laughs> yeah, and this particular droid ends up leading Xander and Cordy off to a trap. So, and there, I love that they were actually just looking for scraps, like good pieces of things that they could take home with them. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, in order to carry out N3RO's plan, they, uh, they lead them into this uh, ambush of sorts. Right. And it seemed like BLOX was, he seemed like a nice enough droid. Like he didn't seem like he was a bad guy. No. He was yeah. almost just, he was getting twisted his mind was getting twisted as well by N3. And it was like, oh, this is what's best for the master or for the maker. You mm-hmm. know, oh, we're going to help the maker out. So you need to, you know, kind of follow my orders here. Um, but I liked that droid, though. I thought he was pretty cool. Um, and he was voiced by Fred Tataskior. I want to say that's how you pronounce it. Right? I think that was him. Yes, yes, he was. Who I think is is um, a pretty well known po- voice actor who's who's done some work on some other projects. Yeah, and he did. I made sure to look up because it it sounded familiar, and he was in Star Wars Rebels. He played a character called Boss Yushin from the episode called The Call. Hmm. He was that weird looking alien from the mining guild <laughs> that ended up getting eaten by the whales. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, that's the voice of the character that he played. <laughs> yeah, I thought that the the droid BLOX, um, something that kind of stuck out to me as someone who's, you know, into the the old EU stuff in the Legends universe, is there was a, a pretty popular droid from the Han Solo stories. Um, called Bollocks, and he, his designation was BLX5, and he doesn't look too dissimilar from this droid that we see in the show. So I almost wonder if that was a bit of a, a, a reference to that, or if it because the name is so so familiar, mm-hmm. and this this uh, this Bollocks droid 
Um, he he's basically just like a labor droid, and so he's kind of that bigger, bulkier type droid. Um, and there's been a number of different illustrations with him, so he's kind of looked he's looked a, a few different ways. There's not like set in stone way that this character looked, but um, it was he looks similar enough to this droid, and the name was close enough that I was like, oh, I wonder if that was just you know purposeful reference to that to that character. Right. I I tweeted at Leland Chi today to see if he would answer me about that. So we'll see if he ever answers me. (laughs) And I'd love to have, I mean, speaking of references and stuff, it'd be cool if we had like an episode guide for each episode on StarWars.com. That is something that's missing about this this show, I feel like, um, is kind of some of that background detail. We're not getting a lot of information about, you know, kind of the, the story behind the episode mm-hmm. and you know some of the concept art we're, we're so spoiled I know as, we are. as fans that we're <laughs> you know we're used to getting that stuff from the clone wars and from rebels and they even did you know you have you watch the episode and then you get all the behind the scenes imagery and then you get like a after show you know yeah and um, i wish this had an after show <laughs> yeah we need a, a free makers recon um <laughs> but yeah you don't get kind of that stuff that gets you really excited about the making of the show Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get something like after the fact, it'd be awesome to get a book, you know, kind of a making of or the art of something like that. But yeah, even just a little, a little bit more information um, would be really fun. It would be. Yeah. And so Rowan is slowly progressing with his abilities and he eventually builds this speeder bike. And I love that. <laughs> You know, you'd think they'd go into the next part of the lesson or something, but no, he gets easily distracted, hops on it, and speeds off into the horizon, being the very distracted Rowan that we know him to be. Well, at least he didn't build a a floor buffer. No. Oh, that would have been so cool. (laughs) It wouldn't have gotten there in time, I don't think, to save his his brother and sister. No. Uh, It worked out well that he built the speeder bike and then drove off in the exact direction he needed to go to find them. Um, But, yeah, so that was was helpful. And then, um, you know, Jack as well builds one and kind of follows him there. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. And then... You know, they try to break up whatever is going to happen because they're going to essentially kill off poor Xander and Cordy. So they try to break it off. And he. this is a great moment for Rowan to apply what he's learned in a real life situation. So he ends up covering his siblings and manages to save them. But in the process, I love that he like ends up lifting up the container and then gets distracted once more and ends up dropping the container (laughs) yeah he builds this container around them and uses it almost like a little spaceship to kind of fly them away yeah but then drops it and they fall down and it breaks and yeah i saved them (laughs) (laughs) kind of sort of not really (laughs) but yeah they kind of fight him off for a little bit and you get to see him use his lightsaber again to, to kind of deflect some blaster bolts but in the end, they all get captured again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is now it's time for Roger to come to the rescue. He's he's finished his oil bath, I think. Yes, he has. The island, the little mouse droid was helping him dry off. Oh yeah, the little mouse droid was called Fixer, Fixer which I thought that was a really cool. You don't see the the mouse droid too often in Star Wars. You always see it kind of as a background thing that zips by, but to actually see one do you know do some different actions and uh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Roger does end up coming to the rescue, and uh, I love that he ends up supporting his family. And even though you know there are rough moments that they all share and experience, he actually, uh, you know, said that you know you forgive each other because you are family. And I like I love that lesson. You know, if your family should you know forgive each other for whatever may have happened between you and whatnot. Right. Yeah. This uh, N3RO was really trying to turn him against his family and mm-hmm. saying, and not even anything they had done to him, but almost like possibilities of what they might do. Exactly. Eventually. And, you know, and Roger, I guess he's been around them long enough. He's learned some, some good lessons, you know, about being part of a family that he wasn't, he didn't buy into it, you know, not no. even, not even really for a second. He was just like, Nope, this is my family. And, you know, I'm 
what does he say? Uh, or he, the guy's like, are you choosing them over us? And he's saying, I'm saying I'm a droid, but more than that, I'm a free maker. Best line yeah. and I was in like, the whole series. You know, I had to wipe a little tear out of my eyes. Like, you, t- <laughs> you tell him, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I have a little brick, uh, you know, brick in my eye. You know, I yeah, did that's it. all. It was just a little clear brick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was such a cool moment. And he ends up, you know, reactivating that backpack of his and sending off the signal and Nare immediately picks up that they're on Zoe. And I love that. And they're just there waiting, <laughs> Roger and everyone and like, oh, you know, why don't we reconvene in like five minutes or so? <laughs> um, just waiting for the bad guys to come in and defeat the other bad guys. <laughs> yeah, they showed up. Uh, pretty quick though. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, I don't know how close Hoth is t- to uh, Zoe, but yeah, that's a pretty short hyperspace jump, I guess. Oh, see, now I need to find out where Zoe is on that big map of you know of the universe of the galaxy. I I bet they haven't mapped it yet, um, but we'll see. But can you imagine people would freak out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't like, wait no. to see. I know it's going to happen. It has to happen. That some of these elements that were being that are being introduced in the Freemakers will be canon. Oh yeah, I, mean, I definitely see Zoe coming up later on. Uh, yeah, I, I fully expect Zoe to show up on a galaxy map, and in some of these, even some of these characters, I feel like will cross over eventually. So I'm really excited to see where the things start to bleed over into into canon. We're yeah. already we're already seeing canon bleeding into the show a little bit, you know. So let's see where it bleeds out of the show. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that in live action. A big garbage planet that'd be so cool and Nara ends up facing Rowan and Jack thankfully steps in because unfortunately Rowan is not there yet he's not that capable of facing Nara and surviving basically but yeah Jack steps in he tells him to leave because it's best for him to just uh, continue doing what he's doing in his training yeah, and I guess he's Zek or Jack. Jack is a little bit uh, known to Nare. She she kind of knows his story a little bit. That he he did work for the Sith for a time, and that he was failed. And so yes. she was kind of egging him on a little bit, um, calling him a failure. But he was like better a failure than a servant of evil. Yeah, I love that line too. So yeah, and they had a, a nice little battle there. His his power. Uh, he, you know, he's not carrying a lightsaber, which I know he did at some point, mm. um, based on some of the minifigs and, and stuff. So I know he did have a lightsaber, but I guess since he's kind of, you know, decided to go off on his own and not be a Jedi or a Sith, it's, it seems like he, he kind of left that behind as far as being a warrior. And so his, his weapon against her is really just the bricks that are around him and, you know, kind of using those to build things around her and kind of push her off. Right, right. And then she says, like, anything you build, I can break. Right. And, uh, again, that whole dark side versus the light side, destruction versus building. So that was was a pretty neat tie-in. Yeah, and she does end up overpowering him. She does, yeah. I was kind of wondering if they were going to go the direction of, like, kind of the sacrifice, you know, the master, you know, kind of dies. It's a, a, a typical storytelling device. And I thought in a way, like, they may have him actually die. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that too, which is why I kept thinking about Obi-Wan. Because it kind of, you know, you see it play out in A New Hope. So uh, I was like, oh, no, Jack. And, <laughs> and you know, poor Rowan sees that. And that's where it got really serious. And you're like, oh, no, this is this is actually very serious. <laughs> right. And uh, And then I love that he said, you know, trust the Force, Rowan. Be a builder. That's yes. such a just a great life lesson in general. Yes, yeah. Build things, don't you know? Build things up, don't break things down. I think is kind of the lesson that they're giving here, and um, yeah, it really it works well. And I this is you know another growing point for this character, Rowan, that um, you know we're getting to see him grow in the Force and as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so in season two, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure uh, we'll get to see a lot more growth. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh gosh. And maybe he'll have regular sized legs by then too. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I love that um once they board the ship, I like that he goes up to 
Roger's uh, backpack and basically tells Nare that they're going to get that last crystal. And it was such a like in your face moment, like I'm <laughs> yes from Rowan. I, I was very impressed by him and his him standing up to Nare that way. Yeah, he stood up to her. He knew she was listening in, and at this point, it's like it doesn't even matter. She no, knows. Yeah. She knows they're going to Hoth. That's the last place for the crystal. Um, so why at this point even try to you know kind of break rip that back off his back? Um, he's just like, yeah, we're gonna go get that crystal before you. So, mm-hmm. and now we know that next episode, I think is called a showdown on Hoth or something it's like something that. Something like that. Yeah. So we know where you know what's happening next. Gosh. And I'm curious to see how that all how, how that all pans out. Right, and uh, I'm excited to see if anyone else pops in, pops up from uh, the past. Maybe Lando and his awesome cape. I, I don't know why he would pop up, but you never know. I, I'm curious to know like what other guests might be in store for the future of the series. So yeah, Hoth, Hoth is the type of planet you wouldn't expect to see too many people visiting. No, you know? so <laughs> I don't know who would still be there. This is after uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, they've already left that planet behind. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he finds it. Maybe there'll be like a, a Wampa involved. A Wampa. I can totally see that happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be kind of cool if there were uh, some Wampas involved. Yeah, and they all get like um, stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> maybe that's in a cave. You know, maybe the, the crystal is in a cave kind of stuck in the ice and they have to go go get it out. So mm-hmm. We'll see. And and that's pretty much it. That's that for that episode. Yeah, in the um so so Jack does show up in a couple Lego sets, which I thought was pretty cool and he has a he has actually a, a pretty cool ship that um I wanted to kind of point out to you. Uh I don't think it's easy to get at this point, but Oh he has, yeah. He has a stealth starfighter. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. Came out in 2013 and um that would be a really cool one to have now that like now I know who this character is. So it's like, Oh, now I, now I want as many fig. Now I want a ship. Uh, previously I never really had that much interest in him, but he's got a couple of ships. He's got the, uh, stealth starfighter. I think he used when he was kind of, uh, working for the Sith, but then he's got a Jedi scout fighter as well. Um, that he uses later on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was looking today and this stealth starfighter is, People are selling it upwards of three hundred dollars. <gasps> wow! On, on eBay, originally it was sixty nine ninety nine, um, back in two thousand thirteen. But yeah, I guess it's been out. It's off the shelves long enough now that it's it's only at a premium that you can find it. So unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to get this set. Maybe you could find the minifig somewhere, um, you know, kind of for a cheaper price point. That's intense. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> What did you think about the look of the character? I I didn't when I saw him I didn't think clone right away. I didn't think clone either. And I actually I we really do need to revisit those those early episodes because I don't remember him being a Django Fett clone. I feel like he was a different type of clone. Oh, okay. But I can't say for sure cuz again I don't remember the details. But if he is a Django clone I would say, yeah, he doesn't really fit the uh, the ones that we've seen in in prior appearances or even in Clone Wars. But um, I do love, uh, I, we mentioned it, his arm. His arm is the coolest part, really. And um, I just love his overall, you know, the fact that he's aged and he's really not that age, you know, because of the fact that they, they accelerate quickly in age right yeah i guess at this point because we've seen an older version of of rex Mm -hmm. and a couple other clones in rebels and but at that time i mean that's still that's a lot earlier than this yeah that's like 20 what 23 years earlier than this maybe something like that somewhere in that range that's true yeah so if we're looking at rex as kind of being an older clone at that point add another 20 years to him if this is a Django clone. So yeah, that, that'll be interesting to kind of learn more about it. And I almost don't want to know too much <laughs> because 
I'll, I can go back and rewatch these episodes with a fresh perspective and, and not really know, you know, spoilers. So I'll try not to research too much, but it's tough not to. Right. Yeah. It's like sort of a prequel origin story now that we have to re- revisit. Yeah. I did go back and, and watch a little bit, uh, just bits and pieces here and there just to kind of get a feel for where the character came from. And I noticed a, uh, some pretty major differences in animation style mm. kind of. And in humor, um, the the Yoda Chronicles stuff is much more kind of goofy humor where um, they're doing a lot of Lego building stuff. I, I, there was one point where like a ship broke apart and then they rebuilt it into a baseball bat and like use that to, you know, hit a TIE fighter, <laughs> that type of thing where you, I don't feel like you'd ever see that in Freemakers. Freemakers no, is, yeah. is a little more grounded than that. And so to kind of take a character that came from that real slapstick world of the Yoda Chronicles and bring him in to Freemaker Adventures, um, it is an interesting choice. But I know people that were kind of invested in that story with, with this character in, in the Yoda Chronicles were pretty happy to see him reappear. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he definitely belongs in the Freemaker world just because of the concept behind him wanting to build and that that representing the light side, like it really fits in this show. It definitely worked really well in this episode. And we saw at the end, you know, he kind of gets covered up by the by the bricks. Um, but at the end, we do see he did survive that. Right, you know, his, his he arm, did. His arm kind of breaks through. And so we know he's still out there. So maybe we get a return of him. Maybe, maybe. he even ends up helping them defeat, uh, you know, Nari in the end. So it'll be, it'll be kind of interesting to see where they go with, with all of this, but. I always like it when they introduce new 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 force using characters, especially good guys. Oh, I'm excited to see how it's all gonna come down to an end. I think we're good to wrap this episode up. Um, as usual, you can find us on iTunes if you uh, are enjoying our show and you haven't left us a review yet. We'd love for you to head over to iTunes, leave us a nice five star review. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/starscavengers, Twitter at starscavengers. Uh, shoot us an email. We have not gotten any emails yet. Uh, so if you want to be the first star scavengers at gmail.com and you can find all of our episodes at our website www.starscavengers.com and until next time be a builder and don't mess with the freemakers <laughs>